previously on City of Dana. Does anyone see the kid? She said she was going to turn into a whale. Then she fell into the water. And now there's a baby whale in the water. She's not a whale, Nadia. I see to die. She's right there. We see her too. She's blowing her water all over us. Not the whale I see to die. Where is she? I'm going in. Stay there, Jack. There's another whale. It's the mama. Whoa, the mama whale is missing part of her fin. The scientist turned into a whale, too. Previously on Pilgrim, Didai, the young female student, fell off the ship, and Catherine Elizabeth jumped after her into the water, and hasn't been heard from or seen since. I'm Jordan Paul Sullivan, creative director for Lantern Theater's City of Dana series. In today's episode, our final installment of Pilgrim, Morning Has Come, and Jack goes looking for Catherine Elizabeth on Baby Beach. There are two weddings and two deaths on part five of Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Part five. The Pilgrim's Awakening. Episode one. Baby Beach. Early morning. A dense fog upon the sands. The beach has no waves, only a little gentle lapping of water. Didai is on the beach, sleeping in the sand. Catherine Elizabeth's tricorn hat rests upon the sand, a foot in front of the child. Jack enters, then walks along the stage until he reaches Didai. He takes his coat off, sits down, and then picks Didai up to a standing position and places his coat around her. You're cold, Didai. Jack rubs Didai, eager to get her warm. It's dangerous for a little girl to be this cold. It's not good for you. Didai is not responsive. We need to get you back to the ship, okay? Didai stares out into the distance. She reaches into the coat pocket and pulls out a pelican figurine. You can keep that. Didai points to the harbor. She didn't make it, did she? Didai points once more to the harbor. Catherine Elizabeth, I noticed you. By my faith, I noticed you. Jack picks Didai up into his arms. As he lifts her, the pelican figurine drops into the sand near the tricorn hat. Jack doesn't notice that the figurine has fallen. He begins walking along the beach back towards the brig pilgrim. Catherine Elizabeth's voice is heard, but she is nowhere to be seen. Jack! Is the ocean speaking to me? It's been a good several years, hasn't it? Don't worry. Won't be much longer now. Till you'll have me back. To turn me into sand and hoard me in your gulches. 
You want to taste? I'll dip my feet in. You're cold today. Yours isn't a relaxing chill. Always a bitter sapping with you. There was a warmth, something refreshing, to the one you took for yourself this morning. You've taken her back into your own rot. And here you call for me. You speak to me with her sound. The gall. It's easy to have gall when you've no goods and chattel. No consequence. My feet turn to white. Like bone. Bloodless. Look at you. I'd expect nothing less. Bye for now. Bye. Bid you good morning, kind ocean. And the rest of your day. Uh, good day to you. Enter Catherine Elizabeth, tiptoeing out from the far end of the beach. She covers her breasts and genitals with kelp that she's collected along the beach. More ulcers are visible now that she is wearing less clothing. She is missing three fingers from her right hand, with only the thumb and index finger remaining completely intact. Jack turns around and sees her approaching. Don't look. The trench coat was pulling me down. I had to ditch it. I refused to go out the way Polonius's daughter did, pulled under by water. Avert your eyes. Jack looks away from Catherine Elizabeth. Jack places Didai on the beach, removes his coat from around the child, and then throws it behind him towards Catherine Elizabeth's feet. Jack hugs Didai to keep her warm. I can't look. Catherine Elizabeth picks up the coat and wears it over the kelp. When we're married, you can look. Catherine Elizabeth pulls the coat tight and then brushes the kelp down onto the beach. Jack examines her injured hand. We need to get you to a hospital. There's no time for hospitals. Just do what you must to buy me a few hours. Do you have anything for the pain? I can get you pain meds at the hospital. I'd rather be in pain than dead. We're getting married, my lady, and make it before 12 noon. A girl in a call of water. And one of us will be dead. <laughs> Hogwash, you called it earlier. A prince doesn't push his luck, lady. You're clearly not in the right mindset to be getting married. Oh, you're fine with putting it off now that you're not the one who's dying. As long as we can both agree it's most likely to be you, not I, who will be dying. Jack kisses her. Are you ready to return to the ship, my lady? Let's get going. We need to get to die warmed up. I also want to check that wound on your head. I don't know if you realize, but you keep calling me lady. Well, Jack, I'll call you lady until we're married. As long as it stops. Only then will I call you princess. Oh, no, no, no. I'm scheduling you for a CT. Relax, Jack. It's a character I devised last night with Lee. I was supposed to be done reaching for the stars by now. The world fell apart a long time ago, my prince. All we have left now is sand. 
Sand above water and sand below water. The world falls apart every day. The people, however, they need you to keep reaching. You reach for the stars once and you get a harpoon spear. Are you sure you're not mad? I could never be sure. Catherine Elizabeth and Jack turn and begin walking back towards the ship. Do me a favor. No more playing around as this prince character. At least until noontide. If the prince doesn't come out anymore this morning, then it proves you're sane. Does that prove it? Well, fine. Deal. No more acting. Jack runs out of breath and begins to lag behind. Exit Catherine Elizabeth and Didai. Get yourselves to the ship. We can wait for you, Jack. No. Go on. Jack yells after them, overcome with concern. Get to die wrapped in a thick blanket. Warm yourself. Get yourself to the ship. Catherine Elizabeth calls back to him at a distance. Get yourself to a nunnery. A what? A few moments pass. Jack lifts his head and looks down at his feet, which are now being touched by the water as the tide rises. Is her hand still losing blood? Is the ocean still lapping? Nothing may survive and linger on forever. Not even your own beauty there, playing about my feet, turning my toes white again. Nothing at all. So all we can do is pluck up the courage and pray for... Ah. What dare we pray for? All we can really dare to say is... May it last a little longer. May it last as long as it may. The ocean continues to lap. Jack stands up and exits. The pelican figurine and tricorn hat remain upon the sand. The ocean continues to lap. Episode 2 The Deck of the Brig Pilgrim An Hour Before Noontide The Wedding Ceremony Dan and Nadia are dressed in formal wedding attire. Dan in a tuxedo, and Nadia in an elegant dress. Jack wears the outfit from the night before, minus the coat. His shirt is stained in blood and has sand all over it. Catherine Elizabeth wears Jack's coat and the Sailor Moon costume underneath it. John Davies, serving as the officiant, is dressed in a tuxedo. The deck is adorned with expensive flower arrangements, and the two masts of the Brig Pilgrim are wrapped in garlands. Lee stands on our own, almost near the ship's exit, and watches the wedding ceremony from afar. The remaining guests are seated in white fold-out chairs, where they listen attentively to John Davies as he delivers his speech. The kernel of a play is the word. Davies officiates the wedding as himself, 
no longer performing the role of Proot. The word combines with other words to make scenes and scenes acts. The acts a play. Then actors like myself come along to perform these acts for the audience's entertainment. In life, the colonel is the family. It all starts with the husband and his wife, and they raise a family. Families build towns, and then towns give rise to cities, and so forth. Until you have countries and a global community of fathers and mothers and their families. This ceremony is a tribute to the families of tomorrow. May we perform our familial roles just as well or better than the brides and grooms that raised their families before us where we once played the roles of sons and daughters. The same, or a little bit better, nothing more. Each successive generation, the same, or a little bit better. I have confidence that the couples here before me will live up to this benchmark. I give you my heartfelt blessing, and my wishes for success wherever you may find it. With my part said, this ceremony now comes to a close. You are hereby bound in matrimony, Mr. and Mrs. Kernigan. And congratulations to the two of you as well. Davies indicates Catherine Elizabeth and Jack. May I present to you Captain Maddox. Ladies and gentlemen, the Brig Pilgrim awaketh. Enter Punk, who stands before the main mast. Enter the crew of professional sailors, alongside Punk. Maddox calls aloud. Stand by to set sails. The crew of professional sailors congregates at the bases of the two masts, evenly distributed in their numbers. Enter Stamo from the back of the ship, along with his own crew of professional sailors. They walk across the deck to the jib sail. Jib ready. We're short one mast captain, sir. Who's missing? The new guy. Then you play both parts. Okay, I'll be punk and cricket and I'll get paid for punk, and punk only. It goes without saying. With the money the bridegroom is paying, I'll get you double. I love you, Captain. I do. We can make this marriage triple. Mainsail, stand ready to go aloft. Punk takes on the role of cricket, calling out, Cricket's lines in a high-pitched voice. Cricket here! For sail, stand by to go aloft! Jib sail, ready to loose. Jib standing by. Sailors, aloft the main sail! The crew of professional sailors begins to climb the main mast via the main mast ladders. Sailors, aloft the foresail! The crew of professional sailors begin to climb the foremast via the foremast ladders. Davies 
crosses the deck and approaches Lee. Did you ever find that shark? There wasn't a shark after all. Odd. Can I help you? How's your chest? It's at ease now. We botched the stunt. You botched it. I botched it. Professional hazard. Sometimes a girl will lose a nipple. And it wasn't a shark. Not at all. The species identification came back this morning. Catherine Elizabeth really is a gem. The poor thing. But she's just not very good at what she does. Can I interest you in a morning cap? You mean, below deck? I have enough booze down there to last us 14 months. <laughs> I don't think so. Lee begins to walk away. Go then. Rid yourself from this brig, you sex-plague besotter of decent men. Lee turns back aroused. Or be prepared to suffer the punishment. Twenty-five spanks upon the nymph's naked bottom. Lee grabs Davies by the hand and drags him along with her. Exit Lee and Davies down the stairs. Prepare for tacking. Mainsail ready. Sailors, hands on ropes. Foresail ready. Sailors, hands on ropes. Jib standing by. Cricket, honk, commence tacking. Foresail, raise the mainsail, trim the topsail. Mainsail, trim the mainsail, loose the topsail. Let's go, let's go. Foresail, loose the topsail, trim the mainsail. Other way around, Ponk. Mainsail, trim the topsail. Ponk, you're switching your lines. The topsails are jumping up and down. This is terrible. The amount of money Dan probably paid for this. Oh, he loves it. Look at him over there. Smiling like a baby under a rattle. The spirit of the pilgrim has awakened. The topsails must know what comes after the wedding ceremony. To bride, clean, suture your hand. <sighs> Suddenly the topsails have fallen flat again. Some say the marriage isn't finalized until the hymen breaks. Your hymen's broken. I still need my husband to break into my body with his hymen breaker. Exit Jack and Catherine Elizabeth. Prepare to reven topsails. Do you think we'll last until death, Dan? That seems like such a long time. Unexpectedly, a man falls from high above and splatters onto the deck. We should, uh, get out of here too. Is that man dead? Exit Dan and Nadia. A loud banging sound is heard coming from beneath the deck. Davies runs out in a pair of striped boxers carrying the harpoon. Lee follows in her panties, covering her breasts with a handful of clothes. Abandon ship! We're taking in water! Everyone off! Make haste! Punk approaches Maddox. 
Stamo is dead, Captain. The sailor who fell, he's dead too. But I wouldn't look at him. Good God. What the hell is going on? Are we really taking in water, Davies? Tell me this is part of your bloody act. There's the passion. Is it, Davies? Please tell me. It's just part of the act. Oh no, the ship is tilting starboard on its keel. My god, it is, isn't it? She was a beautiful ship, wasn't she? Davies drops the harpoon and takes a rest. What the hell is that thing? A piece of machinery I borrowed from a whaling museum in Nantucket. The prop added something essential to the act. Not only verisimilitude, but something even more important. Immediacy. Exit Maddox, abandoning ship along with Ponk in a hurry. Well, that was fun. How do I see you again? You won't. I'll see you at the reception, right? I have a flight to catch. I leave for Beijing in an hour. When you say you're leaving for Beijing, do you really mean it? I'm not an actress. I don't have to pretend like you do. And do you mean it when you say you're not an actress? If I am an actress, then I don't break character as easily as you do. Davies smiles. If I'm ever in Beijing... If John Davies is ever in Beijing, I think I'll know. Are you interested in Beijing opera? I'm always up for a challenge. John Davies as the Monkey King. Lee laughs. <laughs> I'll tell the chairman to lock up his peaches. He better. And his woman too. I'll be waiting for someone to come along and steal me away. I'll call my agent right now. Exit Davies and Lee. Enter Dan. Dan looks over to the rear of the ship, as if something has caught his eye. Exit Dan. Hey man, you alright? Dan quickly returns to the deck, and then exits down the stairs. Dear Lord, please accept that man's soul into your house on high. The other guy too... Though I know him not, Lord. Enter Dan. Up the stairs with Didai, who is wrapped in a blanket. Ido is with them as well. Didai carries a lollipop. What were you doing in there with Didai? Huh, Ido? You guys weren't kissing, were you? She kissed me. On the lips. No, I didn't. You're ugly. Now, Ido, look, you're not going to get very far in life if you just volunteer information like that when there's no benefit at all to you yourself. My dad has a great ass. My dad has a great ass. What did I just say? Exit Dan, Didai, and Ido. The two masts of the Brig Pilgrim tilt further towards the starboard. 
Enter Catherine Elizabeth, wearing the Sailor Moon cosplay outfit. She makes her way towards the stairs at the center of the ship. Did I? Did I? I came as soon as I saw. A loud creaking noise is heard, and Catherine Elizabeth falls on the floor in a panic, then jumps to her feet. Oh God, don't die in cosplay, don't die in cosplay. Exit Catherine Elizabeth down the stairs. To die! Enter Catherine Elizabeth up the stairs. She's not here. Oh, thank God. The ship jolts towards starboard, and Catherine Elizabeth screams in shock. Catherine Elizabeth crawls down towards the starboard railing. Catherine Elizabeth looks up and notices that the foremast is tilting. She seems distressed and saddened by the sight. Catherine Elizabeth faces square to the mast. Oh, that's so sad, Pilgrim. You can't really be sinking, can you? I used to come here all the time with my father. You're what makes this harbor magical. Even if you're just a replica, you filled this harbor with your story. Where will your spirit go, good sir, now that there's no replica to bind you here above the water? Back to where your original sank off the coast of the Carolinas? Perhaps we'll find you down there. I promise you, Pilgrim, I'll come and visit you someday. In the meantime, if you ever get lonely down there, know that you're in my heart. The past is still alive in some of us. To remain alive or not to remain alive, that's the essential question at stake here. The sailors don't know those words, do they? How's the original? To be or not to be. You know it? To remain awake or not to remain awake. To waken into the new dream and to learn, perchance to see, all the splendid beauty here amongst the rot. Good night, Pilgrim. Sweet dreams, Pilgrim. Good night for now. Catherine Elizabeth walks along the railing, and then the ship, collapsing under its own weight, jilts and tosses her off the ship over the starboard railing. The harbor! A loud splash is heard, followed by the sound of someone swimming away. The two masts of the brig pilgrim come crashing down, and the sound reverberates throughout the harbor. <laughs>